Welcome to When We Cry uh, Smoking Room Valentine's episode. This is a Valentine's special, and we have three more people here. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I guess Des could go first. Des, go first. Hello, people with good taste. I'm first, and I'm Des. <laughs> Hello. I am the sad and lonely horse gam. <laughs> okay. I, I am Turbo Virgin Yensid. Hello. <laughs> Everybody has such cool nicknames for themselves. Good taglines. Okay. Hello. This is your friendly neighborhood mushroom. And today. Okay, our... Wait, wait. I have a question. Mushroom, why do you always introduce yourself as a friendly neighbor? Neighborhood? Um, I don't. I think, like, the idea is that, like, because I could come off as extremely aggressive, I try to introduce myself as, like, a nice person. Mm, okay. Makes ah, sense. Ah, deception, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like so you know how like they say like the, your friendly neighbors well, not a friendly neighbor your your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man like or like blah blah you know like I just think it's funny to like claim that I'm a friendly neighbor while I'm like mm. coming off like I'm a steamroller <laughs> that's coming at full speed and running over with like a 14 um, ton truck exactly like, like Spider-Man he, <laughs> he ruins people's lives <laughs> he leaves people hanging up in their in that webbing yeah Yes, yes. Um, so today, since it's a Valentine's episode, should we do we want to talk about our personal Valentine's or that's something that is uh, a little bit too nebulous to talk about since it's, I mean, COVID times? Mm, I don't really <laughs> I mean, have a Valentine. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry for putting everybody on the spot. Actually, we could just cut this. <laughs> my only memory of Valentine's Day I've ever had w was originally persona 5 was supposed to come out on valentine's day but it didn't and i was like i was gonna and i was jokingly say before it was delayed like oh, i was gonna spend my valentine's day like playing persona 5 all day and that's my and that's my entire day but it didn't come out on so, valentine's day so, so horse cam what you're saying is that you got stood up by your only valentine's day and it was a game yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you atlas usa <laughs> got stood up by the entirety of Atlas. It's fine. Um, it's really funny to me because back in like 2015 or something, I was so excited for Persona 5. Like it, they already had trailers at that time. So when like 2017 or t late 2017, late 2018, when the game actually came out, I actually like really didn't care about Persona 5. Like I waited for the game <laughs> for another year for the price to drop at least to like $15 and then that's when I bought it. Wow. It's funny. <laughs> because no one laughs. Mushroom. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. well, like, so mean. Anyway. I didn't get okay. the Persona series so... until 2015, so I don't know like really much excitement for the Persona 5 trailers until like the official one came out in like 2016. Oh, so you weren't a Persona fan before that? I was a Persona fan before 5 came out, but like I didn't get into the series until a little bit before the trailer for 5 was announced. Oh, the very fancy trailer? Yeah, the one. Not the one with the uh, chairs and the thing oh, where yeah. it said, coming in 20, winter 2015. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was I was a part of the chair trailer. Uh, my first Persona game is Persona 4, and it was great. I love it. Um so I'm I'm a part of the Persona 4 people, so I got into Persona 4 Golden in like 2016 just because I got a Vita and I was like, 
Alright, time to find something. Yeah. <laughs> There's no I, games on here. <laughs> I, I literally just got a Vita just because I wanted something to play Binding of Isaac on the bus on. Aww. Yeah, I, I played Persona 4 first because I was uh, I got an emulator for PS2 and was like, I want to play something. And I looked at the emulator list. I saw Persona 4 and I was like, I've heard this game before. I've never really looked into it. So I'll, I'll download it and play it. And I really liked it. Yeah, it's a good game. Like, everyone on the Vita subreddit was just like, Persona 4, it's the most amazing game of all time to ever exist, so I was just like, might as well. <laughs> I mean, Golden is pretty good. Then, like, I got Persona 5 when I was, like, 15, I was like, this is the most amazing game ever, I love it so much, and now I'm just like, that was stupid. I mean, Persona <laughs> yeah. 5 has really good graphics and really good gameplay, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, the plot is kind of stupid, and the we live in a society meme is basically, like, I'm a joker, baby, like, that's basically... Yeah, but, like, that part of the community is, like, the most cringe thing. Like, so cringe. I remember last year, people actually wanted the Phantom Thieves in real life, and I was like, that is the fucking most cringe thing I've ever seen. I don't normally say stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> that is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard anybody say. And I thought Break Free Persona was stupid as well. I'm, Remember okay. that one fucking tweet tweet about uh, that one image from an anime convention where it was just a uh, Phantom Thieves card saying, Dear Donald Trump. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Now we're gonna become the Persona like podcast, but before we get too far on the Persona train, we are getting into the Fire Emblem train. Let's come back to Valentine's and Seven Expansion. I feel like Des is in the background crying about how he doesn't have a PS4 or have a working computer to play any games that is not. Just I a will have model. a working computer in some time. I think your computer could run Persona 4 Golden. Golden's pretty easy to run it's yeah like, i was gonna say um, part of golden's pretty easy to run i have golden first game. i think you do not i think you do not understand the fact that my computer does not run minecraft how do you expect it to run persona 4 <laughs> wait how does your computer not run minecraft minecraft is written in java the easiest <laughs> most universal language uh, does it still not run with optifine i don't think it runs with anything <laughs> like it runs but it runs at like three fps's so Essentially, it does not run it. Have you tried downloading Optifine? I do not know what that is. I don't think Optifine could, like, improve something that's only, like, 3 FTS. I feel like... I feel like Optifine is the type of thing that helps you, like, run things like, oh, if you have, like, 15 frames per second, maybe you can get, like, 20 frames now, but, like... Or, think... like, if you're having consistent frame droppage, like, where you're not getting an even 30. Oh, yeah, or that. Anyway, so... Valentine's. Uh, so Des Des suggested that we should do a Valentine's episode, and Des had the all the enthusiasm as a kindergarten teacher, where his first thought was that he he wanted everybody to write nice things to each other so we could present it on the podcast. And um, of course, when Des asked me if I did anything for this podcast, I said no. It was Chinese New Year yesterday, and I was celebrating that. So <laughs> that's my excuse. I didn't bring anything nice to any of you. So I guess sorry. No one did except for. I teacher uh i i was lazy i'm going to be honest i was lazy and i didn't really think about anything let me do a valentine's thing r right now let me oh, just no. edit it right now oh god well Des, did you have anything bring to the class yeah i'll show you uh your things in the end of the class because now 
We have an episode to record. I'll show you at the end of the episode while we're still recording. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Okay, so clearly Des is is a very good child and he brought something good for the class. (laughs) Anyway, so today, since it's Valentine's Day and we are all, I guess, we have love in our hearts because we all read, I don't know, VNs that completely destroyed us as people. Let's talk about like viability, relationship, shipping chart, madness of the seven expansion. Okay, who who has thoughts and who wants to go first? Um, should we should we start with Umineko or should we start with Higurashi? Higurashi would be easy to get through, but okay, let's go from Higurashi then. I think like chronologically, uh, okay. let's go. Okay, okay. I guess we could have a timestamp on screen for people who haven't read Higurashi so that they can jump to the Umineko part. Yeah, okay, so f- full spoilers for all the things we might we going to Okay, I want to share what my main ship is that I feel is better, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, Keiichi Rena ship is, like, the best ship. It's like, no, I think Ooh, Keiichi Mion... Yeah, I, I think Keiichi Mion is a better relationship, because I actually really think Keiichi mellows Mion out more than anything. Yeah, actually, I read this really interesting thing about Mion. Uh, Mion, who's the Xion. Yeah, you, you get the idea. Mion that we know of, the, the gun-carrying Mion. Anyway, so like... The real I Mion, like... not Xion being Mion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Mion in the way that she is actually the only person that doesn't go crazy on any of the routes or go and kills like her friends, basically. Like, it's kind of surprising if you think about it. Like, everybody else does, like, crazy killings. And, like, she's the only one that never does it. And, like, she's a genuinely nice person. And, I don't know. I think, like, it's cute. I mean, I mean, I mean it's a, okay, much, I, much, 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 much. Yes, what's your thoughts? You're committing a grave mistake. You're committing a very grave mistake there. You just said that Mion is a very good person because she doesn't go insane. It, it, everyone can go insane. The reason uh, Mion doesn't go insane is because she has the habit of consulting her friends when she has the need to. Because, like, I would say Rena and Mion are on the same level of being a rational person instead of being an mm. emotional person. So I would say Rena is as like would be as likely to get the syndrome as Mion, if not for the fact that she has an enormous weak point, which is her household. Which is, she only goes insane when her household is disturbed. So, like, if Mion had a big weak point like that one, she would go insane as well, I would say. Oh, I guess so. So a good way of not going insane is having a very big support net. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and being more rational than emotional as well. Uh, no, yeah, because that's Mian is more rational than anybody else. Like she thinks things through. No, 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 no. Rena is more rational than everyone else. Really? She. Yeah. <laughs> did you not? Re- did you read Sumiho Roboshi? Where she I'm literally? Hey, you know what? I okay. need to. S- no. I need to save no, my no, friends. No, 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 no. Let's fucking blow up the entire school. Horse game. She was. She was under the effect of a syndrome. She was under the effect of a. Yeah, syndrome, exactly. <laughs> she sees rational. I do think she is very perceptive and very knowledgeable because, like, the fact that she Duh. can figure out uh, that what happened to Rika and Satoko and what's a what's a Ah. What's a <coughs> what? Fuck! What's a Dagashi? Fucking I hate, I hate these Go Arc names because they're, they're <laughs> overwriting my original the original names in my head. With Horskim, Horskim, do you remember Rena facing Keiichi in Tatarigorushi when Keiichi is having his whole mental breakdown about wanting to kill Tepe? Rena, that's a, a prime example of Rena being an extremely rational person. Because at first, yeah. she tries to get her point across to Keiichi, 
But once Kichi starts not listening at all and being completely fucking unreasonable, you know, Rina, her outburst isn't like an emotional outburst. She knows where she needs to strike with words and she does that like very precisely and calculatively, if that's even a word. Her outbursts aren't emotional. That, that, those things have a specific thing she wants to achieve with them and she, it works. And like the reason she goes insane in Tsubi Horoboshi is because, you know, once again, her weak point, like her household is her weak point. She has trauma. Yeah, I get it. Like, I haven't read uh, the extra arc Mio, uh, Mio Tsukishi. Mio Tsukishi. I think that's the name of the arc, which is the ultimate yeah, Matsuri Bayashi. But uh, from what I heard, a lot of people like it. It's like a really amazing arc because mm. it just serves as a more grander end to Higurashi than like the end of Matsuri Bayashi. Yeah, I also need to, to read that because I really liked Matsuri Bayashi. I'm curious to know what it is that people consider to be better than Matsuri Bayashi. Talking about Higurashi just makes me realize that I literally don't remember half of Higurashi and that's exactly why I'm <laughs> revisiting the whole subject. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so um, Des, is that you declaring that you like Lena more than I guess you do like Lena the most out of everybody. Yeah, Lena is like my favorite character of all time. But like when it comes to ships, yeah, I think Kichi and Lena are better. But before I go into this, I need to put a disclaimer because if Sayumi listens to this, she's gonna axe my head off. Okay, like <laughs> okay. I know we are chi- shipping yes. children, but this is not because we have any kind of twisted desire with children, all right? This is just like a character discussion as like any other. At least from the way I see it, we're not doing this because we want to think about Keiji making out with any of these girls, right? <laughs> okay, I actually wanted to mention something like Des, I totally uh, want to mention this because I remember the whole conversation about shipping younger children and stuff. And the thing is, is like, I got into anime when I was like 11 years old. Like when I was watching anime, characters were my age. So to me, I saw there's nothing wrong with the idea of like shipping two characters together and even for people on the internet to be crazy enough to write OCs to ship themselves with like other like fictional characters. However, after I turned 18 and even after I turned 21, it made me really realize that something that every time I would be cosplaying or writing fanfic or even engaging with any of the anime media in general, I will be then doing character basically like I'll be basically cosplaying characters who are underage. I will be writing about characters mm. underage, and that's like a really weird feeling because then the whole concept of like, oh, is this like now bad because I once was okay doing this? Like, like what's the legality of that? And the thing is, it's like uh, shipping characters who are like high schoolers. Or, like, I guess you're just entertaining the concept of it. And even if we wanted any character to be together, and like even in a more romantic way than just like I don't know, holding hands and gazing gazing longingly into each other's eyes, like they can all happen after they're eighteen. So just a disclaimer on that, I guess. Just discussing who he has the the best dynamic with, I think that's like a, a normal discussion, right? Because the reason I I like Rena and Keiichi is because of their dynamic. It just feels so. They like complement each other so well. There's like in the text, the script, there's this really cool metaphor with them, which is that like Keiichi is the red flame that burns brighter and like, how can I say it? It's, it's like expressive and outgoing, whilst Rena is the blue flame that like looks calmer, but can burn hotter than the other flames. In that like, 
That explains their dynamics so well, especially in the things they do in Minagoroshi and how they go about things. I don't know. I just I just really like them. I think it's inspiring the way they they interact with each other. Hello? Was I having a monologue? Uh fuck. Okay, I guess I'll try logging off. Ah fuck. Well, thank you, Discord. What the fuck? Hello? Alright. Hello. Okay. Yes, are you Sorry. Okay? I, is so is Dest out? Like because I was really confused if it was me or if it's other people. So why am I still on the call even though I am not on the call? Yeah, he sounded really robotic. Hello. Why the fuck did the dope? Dest, can you hear us? Dest, can you hear us? Why the fuck did the dope fucking acrobat or whatever the fuck this is just randomly open up and now it just randomly closed itself? What the fuck? Why did I just lose my internet connection? <laughs> did he die? He spoke. That's robotic. That's ro robot theory. <laughs> what? What is, what is this madness? Yo, good thing I'm getting a new laptop. <laughs> what the fuck? Our friend Des is actually just a AI that's made. He doesn't actually live in like Portugal. Portugal is a fictional country. Okay, yeah. I, I told you, Portugal is just Spain. I... <laughs> That's what cry. I'm gonna do a battler moment. I haven't seen Portugal. Yeah, Des is gonna cry if we hear you say this. <laughs> he's in the call. He can't say anything, so he—he's. If he can't speak, he can't. He, he, his opinions don't matter. Exactly. What is this madness? Why am I still on call? I am not on the call. I just was not, lost my internet connection again. Wow. <laughs> Great! Well, I guess I'll try using mobile data. Das is dead. We killed Das. We killed him. Should we just stop the recording? Holy shit, no, it's hello? Okay. I'll just... Hello? It's easier for us to hello? have, like, all collectively I... long recording hello? for me to, instead, for me to, like, stitch uh, so it. I just realized together. we're 20 minutes in. I, I know. We were, I mean, just hello? like, I thought, I thought we were shorter. Hello? Das synced if no? he has stopped recording. Okay. Or... Jesus Christ, Das. He's gone. Yes. Dead. What the hell happened to you? Shut the fuck up! Das? Hello? Yes. Hello? Anyone? I, I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear can me? Hear Hello? I can oh, he can't hear us. No, I can hear you, but can you? Okay, you can hear me then. Yeah, we can I hear can. you. Yeah. Did you stop recording? Because I didn't. No, I, I did okay, not stop did, recording. Did, did you fucking stop, stop recording? recording? No. Okay. I, I, wait, did you stop recording? Yet? I didn't. Nobody no. did. Ah, cool. Literally, okay, we were um, just told, don't stop recording. Don't okay. stop recording. <laughs> Podcast people. Okay, so now since we have passed by the legality of, it, like, if it's a good idea for us to ship people, do do we want to move on from Higurashi yet? Or do we have more Higurashi thoughts? Uh, uh, well, we can talk about Tomitake and Takano. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a cool thing to discuss. Because that's a relationship that, that's not really... I don't see a lot of people talking about because are they well, romantic? Except, yeah. What? Do you think they are not romantic mushrooms? I don't know. I'm literally only halfway through, and I feel like like Tomi Take. I feel like Tomi Take is just a simp for her, and I don't know exactly. if she like <laughs> that is the, the essence of a relationship. And Takano's like, yeah, I like it. Like I, I feel like Takano. 
Takara finds it really convenient. Like, I don't think she, like, loves this man. I think she just thinks it's like, oh, great. Like, I have a personal simp. Like, this is going to make my life extremely easy because he, this dumbass is just going to do whatever I tell him to do. And this, yeah. and then, like, Tomitaka is like, wow, she just looked at me. I'm so happy. I think Takano sees in, like, Tomitake, like, someone who can protect her and mm. protect, like, her ideals, even though, like, she mostly is using him. No, I think Takano loves for that, him. But, like, I, I think going forward after the end of Matsuri Bayashi, like, that's the way she kind of views him. Okay, is that is that what you got from her monologues? Because from what I got is that she actually liked Tomitake. Like from the beginning, then like why would she just murder him? <laughs> Bro, it's because she's a because, yandere. Because okay, <sighs> Horskim, her whole life was leading up to that moment, and she simply decided to choose her ideals over her feelings. She could have chose anybody else. Why did she? Oh no, actually no. She had to take care of Tomitake. I mean, also, like, isn't, doesn't she know that, like, he's, like, they're just gonna be on a loop anyway, so it doesn't necessarily matter that much? And Takano does not know that. Wait, what do you mean she (laughs) knows about the loop? Does she know about the loop? I don't actually remember. She does not know. What? Only Rika does. Only Rika does? So she just... Okay, maybe it's, like, this type of scenario. Like, I mean, like, let's pull Danganronpa into this, but it's, like, the whole idea of, like, oh, I'll kill you because you, like, because you matter so much to me, so, like, you're the only person I kill. Like, that kind of shit. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay, I I have to pull in my brain of Danganronpa to talk about that. The reason Takano kills Tomitake... Okay, here's what happens. Her whole life was leading up to that moment. Then she approached Tomitake and was like, yo, I'm about to do this. Are you with me or not? Then Takano, she says that like, yo, I want you to be on this with me. But if you aren't in this, on this with me, then I'm not going to let my emotions get on top of my ideals and the thing I, my whole life has been leading up to. So like, I want you to be with me. But if you don't want to do this with me, then I'll have to kill you, dog. And that's what happens. I guess so. Actually, see, like, I'm glad that I get to be on episodes that where people talk about Higurashi because I could just say really stupid shit and people get really mad at me about it. <laughs> uh, I hope people in the comment section could lynch me about it. I say stupid shit all the time. Well, I don't, but because most of it's in my head. But like, if I do speak <laughs> something stupid, I want to try to speak more stupid things. That's why, like, I want to be more book club episodes because <laughs> I don't remember much about Umi. Yeah, they're really fun. <laughs> I yeah, don't remember exactly. much of Umineko's question arcs that much because I played them over a year ago. Oh, totally. Um, it's really great because like I'm reading book club. I'm because of book club and because my friend is reading it. I'm reading question arc all over again, and I forgot how fucking boring EP one and EP two is. Horrible take. And I'm like sitting here thinking like, when the fuck is the blue truth gonna start showing up? Like, hey, but EP three is a really good episode. But we're not here to talk about the book club. Oh yeah, of course not. Oh, who? What else do we want to talk about in Higurashi? Like. Do we want to talk about the sudden wave of people thinking that Oishi is, like, super fuckable on Twitter? Yeah, I don't Oh, fuck yeah, man. Hey, like, he is kind of hot, but, like, no wonder he needs the AC. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, everybody would be, like, everybody in Hinamizawa would, like, instantly get L5 because they can't have Oishi. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just liquidified at the, like, the point when they see him. (laughs) But, yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, the new animation style is just so much softer. Like, everything is so cute. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Go's animation. You talked about Go's animation, right? Yes, Go animation. Yeah, yeah. Go. we talked about Go's animation on the last log episode. And 
like, a lot of us think that the animation itself is okay. And, like, we talked about, like, the, the cat mouse, which I think are personally are just funny. But that, that's, that's not an animation horse game. That's art style. I like the art style. The art style is fine. The animation is okay. All right. Uh, you I guys see. ship Tepe and Rena? No. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Get out! I'm, I'm, Get out of here! I mean, I mean Ritsuko. <laughs> the true ship between Rena is her is her is her uh, gigantic um, KFC Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Or whatever they have it in whatever version, because it's different in the visual novel in the anime. Rena, Rena killed really? Rena killed Tepe because of how much she secretly loves him. Okay, oh can, we stop, can we stop? Can we stop? Can we stop? Because in the anime, it's called a Kenta doll, right? Yeah. And then I think in the visual novel, it's called like it's like a it's something similar to Colonel Sanders, but I don't remember the exact name. It's like that part where like in um, we would echo when they instead of talking about Disneyland, they say like Destiny Land or something. Hmm. What did they talk about? Destinyland. I think it's when Cross is talking about how, like, oh, like, buying real estate and shit, investing in stuff, and, like, people love traveling now. There's gonna be a Destinyland in Japan. Something, something. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I tuned most of that, like, money dialogue out of my head when I read them. Yeah. Like, that scene in episode one, uh, where they're, like, talking about the inheritance, even though that scene is probably the most important, like, a very important scene. Like, I just went through that scene, like, half asleep, because it was so boring. That scene was, like, the first first scene in episode one where it was like, ooh, things are happening. Yeah, yeah, I love how in the first scene they just casually name drops Angie and then never mentions her again, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, because when Angie's brought up in ep- the end of episode three, it's like, what? Who is this? Yeah, they're like, who is she? Oh, I saw this, just on a really random note, I saw this Twitter account that said uh this tweet that says if you try to kill everybody around you just to trap your friend in uh just to trap your friend that you like in a time loop as a lesbian you're valid and i was like i think they're trying to talk about go but i have no idea <laughs> i don't know what the actual plot is but like it sure was a funny wait, tweet i guess wait would this be for a separate thing or I don't know. I just I just saw I just read that. It was like a somebody wrote that as like their tweet. Okay, yeah, that is probably go. But yeah, okay. So Umineko time? Umineko time. Okay, Umineko, Umineko. might be intense. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's start with our most hottest takes. Uh I think Kawabata uh <laughs> Kawabata um Amokuza. Let's go. Wow, is is that a ship? Is like Amokuza? <laughs> Yes, it's a ship. He Kalabata owns a ship, so basically he can be shipped with anybody because he owns a ship. <laughs> I, I guess I can't fault uh, that loud logic. NGX schizophrenia demon Erica on the ship. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a real ship. I do, I do think like schizophrenia Erica. And Angie is a pretty good uh, trick ending twist, <laughs> like a trick ending ship. They're also on a ship, so you know she could. Rikishi can- thought everything out by putting them on a ship. Oh, wait, oh, yeah, I haven't seen the trick ending. I should. <laughs> wait, have you never seen the trick ending? I know what happens in it. It's just I haven't actually seen it because I only seen the uh, the magic ending. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Who the fuck reads a VN and is just like, I am not going to look at this ending <laughs> in the one choice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Horsecap, the only fucking time you have a choice in Mineko and you just chose one ending and then we're done with it. 
I think I have a save there, but like I just didn't have, I just didn't want to go back because at that point I was like I can't like I've read like so much Umineko I was like I just kind of want to move on because literally like an hour after I finished Umineko I just started reading. It's half an hour long. Continue reading Igarashi. I didn't even take a break to take what I just read. Wow. Just imagining someone like re- seeing the end of Umineko with just like completely dead eyes. Then just clicking on Higurashi <laughs> in the middle of a slice of life scene. I can't believe that that's how what happened to you. I basically like. I think when I first finished Umineko, I basically like read it and then was like, "What the fuck?" And then just sat there and cried. And then I was like, "Okay, now I need to like lay down or something." Like this is too much. <laughs> it wasn't like I was reading Umineko days on end. Like I finished episode eight. I read it a month after I finished episode seven. I was like. I just kind of want to get through this, and I, I enjoyed episode eight. I think episode eight is pretty good. It's just I don't know why. In that day, I was like, I was just not interested in it. Like, I think the ending. I should like if I ever get a chance to, I should really just reread episode eight again. You should, you should reread episode eight in manga form. That's what I recommend. Yeah. I recommend manga form, like episode eight, if you were gonna reread it. Yeah. If you already experienced it, and then like in the VN form, like going back to read it in VN is like takes you like forever. But the manga does a really good job. And yeah. it added a lot of scenes that are, like, extra punchy, mm-hmm. I think. Very true. Uh, oh, just on a really random note, Angie, definitely a lesbian. That's, like, 100% sure. I am, like, I could see that radiating off her. Like, she's a lesbian. Yeah. Also, she's 18, so technically speaking, we can ship her with anybody. Where, where, yeah. Where's the evidence, Mushroom? Where's the evidence? Uh, yes. Her whole... She just like, seems lesbian, that's it. Just, like, I, I don't... Okay, okay. This is, this, this is gonna sound face. crazy, but, like, like Angie, ra- like, her whole, like, deal about, like, her, like, disinterest and, like, her feeling... Like, I, that's, this is gonna be sound really weird and it's gonna sound really baseless, but, like, her whole relationship with, like, mammon and like or her imaginated relationship that she has with mammon i mean like angie seems to be like this kind of person that didn't necessarily even need like a romantic relationship she needed like a lifelong partner basically and like and like to me like to me it screams like lesbian but but like that's just like personal projection funny story is recently i was listening to this like strange yawn video where she was telling this like story about how like uh reading about this post about how like oh like um you know like have you ever had those like baby gay thoughts when you were a kid and you were like i don't want to get married and have a boyfriend like i want to maybe i could just live with my roommates forever and then we can just both not get married and just live together and i was like and i always like thought about like the whole like quote unquote baby gay thoughts are like super stupid like they're like oh well like I know, like, blah, blah, blah moment when I was gay or something. But then I was like, oh, God, like, I definitely had that thought when I was, like, maybe in fifth grade that I was like, I don't want to get married to a dude. Like, I just want to live with my roommates forever. And I was like, mm, that's that's probably a sign. <laughs> anyway, the point of the story of this is that Angie gives me that vibe. That's the whole point. Like, and her mm-hmm. whole, like, the, her whole, like, very emotional scenes with, like, Mammon, even if it's, like, all, like, imaginary is like mm. like very gay <laughs> okay admittedly i don't remember those scenes very well okay it's it's very it's like ep4 so like yeah, it's, that's, yeah. That, that's long time ago i think that's exactly two years ago that i read ep4 that's yeah. i mean i i think i don't even know when was the last time i read ep4 i think like 
seven years ago? Oh, yeah. Mine was over a year ago. I don't think I revisited any question arcs after, like, 2015. So, like, that makes it really difficult for me to remember yeah. anything from question arc. So, I mean, I think, like, people like shipping, like, Amakusa and Angie. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't even know how... Yeah, I didn't feel that shit. Amakusa is most likely in his 30s. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, Amakusa's way older than her. Like, way, like, double, at least. Like, that's why Amakusa and Bat, like, Amakusa is Battler theory exists. Because, like, the age kind of would make sense. But, like, he's at least, like, 30. Like, at least. I'll just go to the fandom wiki for Amakusa to see if they have anything for age. <laughs> I just seen the bio. I, I just seen the bio, fantasy race, human. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. I have a ship in Umineko that I want to discuss, which is... Okay, what's your ship in Umineko that you want to discuss? I mean, it's not my ship, it's a canon ship. It's Jeshka and Canon. Any Yasu ship is shallow as fuck. Okay, I, I don't think I need to touch upon Shannon and George's ship. George is literally the only person who was nice to them, going out of their way to be nice. So, so like, I think that's shallow because you don't actually love George. He was just the person there. And, like, George to Yasu is just like, oh, I guess Yasu likes me, so I guess I like her as well. Yeah, like, what uh, It's shallow. What does it's shallow. George like out of Shannon? I think it has a lot, like, that has a lot to do with, like, now we're gonna really steep into, like, really weird territory about, like, George says something about, like, oh, he was jealous that, like, Shannon was really good friends with everybody else, and he was, like, six years older than everybody, so he couldn't hang out with the child, like, the kids, basically. And he was jealous of Valor, and I was like, so did you, like, date Shannon because you were, like, trying to prove Valor? Like, what is yeah, this? I feel like a lot of his, a lot of attraction on his side is just, like, kind of deep-seated domination more than anything. Oh, yeah. that's very true. Like, both with, like, age and social status. Totally. He probably himself thinks that he really loves her. Yeah. Yeah, but because, like, George just wants Sayu. He doesn't want to be with Sayu. He literally just wants Sayu, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, as in, like, I could, like, not, like, maybe, like, not in exactly, like, I can own you way, but kind of, like, oh, like, you are mine now. Like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, that's, exactly. Like... It also kind of says something that his, the romantic partner he wants is his servant. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not not a good look, you know. Not not just like socially being above above her, but also just I I want wife who will do everything for me. Yeah. So what were you gonna bring back to Ke Jessica and Canon then? The, I I feel like everyone talks about J Shannon and George, but no one talks about Jessica and Canon because like it's equally as shallow. Jessica is attracted to Canon not because she likes Canon, but because it's. Almost literally the only boy she has access to. <laughs> yes, correct. That's very true. <laughs> and like, and like, Sayo towards Jeshka is just Sayo trying to understand themselves. Yeah. At least that's how it comes across to me. I guess so. Like, how do you guys feel about this? Yeah. Uh, funny story. This is more thoughts, but my friend that's playing the Umineko with me. We are on like EP3 and when he first met Jessica, his thought was that Jessica could have been a lesbian and I was like, what? And then he was like, I think Jessica is like the good butch lesbian, like comparison to like a femme, like, like a more femme girl. And like, and I was like, oh, okay. And I just thought that was like, what a funny comment that he said, uh, 
that he doesn't really know what the meaning of it is. And I was like, what a what a <laughs> very weird commentary to have. But I do mm-hmm. think like Jessica Jessica deserves way more. Like she deserves better. Not that saying that like Canon wasn't good, but Canon was very like not reciprocating. Like it's very like cold. I mean Canon is going through a lot of shit. To be fair. Yeah, I, yes, yes, yes. I'm not like yeah. I'm. I'm not saying that this is like Canon's fault, but like, I don't think like it. Like, it just sucks for Jessica because Jessica's like pouring her heart out. Meanwhile, like Yasu is here, like working out like what her deal is, like you know, like yeah. And like, it's just not fair for either of them. That's I feel like I mean. the shallowness of Jessica to Canon kind of depends on if you if you think of Yasu's personalities as actual different personalities that exist or just sides of her that she's writing about because like if you just see them as only like metaphorical then like Jessica's attraction to Canon could be her even loving the sides of Yasu that she hates. Okay, I think yeah. I think that the, those distinct personalities are just. This is the eighties. Like Sayo would have no concept of non-binary things, right? So yeah, in, instead of being like, oh, I guess I am attracted to many things, she would be like, fuck, the, being attracted to boys and girls is not compatible on the same person. So how how what do what will I do to understand these things I'm feeling? I guess. I guess I feel like two different people. I I think that's why she ends up creating two different personalities. It's not because she herself feels that she is two different people, but because she feels that being attracted to both binary genders is something not able to happen in only one person. Uh, Uh, That's very interesting. uh, So like the idea that, yeah. I don't know if Sayo has dissociative identity disorder. No, definitely not. Absolutely not. I don't think so. That's just me. I'm putting that out there. But yeah, it can't really be DID if it's completely intentional. Yeah, like this is completely intentional. Like as in Yasu wrote out like all of this. Like Yasu created these characters. Yeah, that would be like creating and playing a character you it's not something that your brain just does yeah. it's a yeah, exactly. persona because canon is also the one persona. to whom yasu entrusts the like the frustrations so that shannon can be the pure personality so it's completely intentional i would say yeah i do think like what yes mentioned which is that like it is very sweet that's very true that jessica loves the part of Yasu that Yasu hates, which is that, like, mm, yeah. Yasu created all these characters because Yasu thinks, like, her box is very constricting. <laughs> like, she has boxes in her life, I guess. Like, like roles that she has to play. Like, and since she lives in 1986 Japan, she doesn't understand there's, like... Like, she doesn't understand there's, like, more than binary to gender or mm-hmm. to gender attraction. What doesn't help is she just lives on an island separated from the rest <laughs> of the world. That's very true. Like, if only she lived in America, then Ronald Reagan would have talked about non-binary rights. <laughs> in the new, The new fucking Call <laughs> no. of Duty where he can be non-binary in the 80s. But, yes, 19... She lives on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I just—I literally don't even know where this conversation is going. Then I'll give some direction to this conversation. Thank you, Des. Give direction. We have covered Shannon. We have covered Canon, and now how is it cover- already fifty minutes? Jesus Christ! Oh, because we fucked up. Yeah, this is probably like only times. forty okay. minutes yeah. Yeah, yeah. of recording so far. Less than forty, I say. 
Okay, so resuming my rant on why every sire relationship is shallow as fuck. Beato and Butler. I, I saw this tweet the other day that completely encompasses my feelings with Sayo's feelings towards Butler because Sayo hasn't seen Butler in six years. So the the feelings of love sh they might feel towards Butler, it's not love. It's just the concept of a better life that they are seeing in Butler. It's just desperation. Yeah, like infatuation, like. Totally. It's an yeah. obsession. Like, she basically put Balor on a fucking pedestal and was like, this is yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. This is what life is. Like, she's not attracted to him. She's attracted to a quote. <laughs> yeah, but, like, with this rant, I am, I'm not trying to, like, to... I'm not trying to roast Sayo with this rant. I'm just, like, trying to analyze how completely cornered she was and just how complex her relationships were. And also, like, just relationship levels of attraction between Battler and Beatrice. Well, like, I think Battler definitely respects Yasu a lot. Like, the attraction between Battler and Beatrice is that Beatrice is literally just the things that he likes just as a character. Just made specifically to appeal to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just I mean, luck. I think we need to talk about this. Like, Des, we, need, we do need to make distinctions because there's a difference between, like, Yasu, an actual person, and yeah. her attraction attraction to Battler, and like the character of Battler yes. and Beatrice. Yes, yes, yes. Since it was essentially written by Yukuko and Toya, Battler's attraction to a blonde with blue eyes was also written by them, and not actually what Beato might have looked like. Is that what you're trying to say? No, but what well, I'm saying is, hmm? wasn't there an interview where Kiyuki she said like all characters have black hair? Yes, yes. No Yes, but Beato may be a different because Beato is Italian, not Japanese. That's very true. I think out of everybody, the only person that could have blonde hair is Beatrice. The the original Beatrice. Be Beatrice is like the, I think the one time where hair color is mentioned in the story for blondness. Yeah. And I think like they mentioned that like the only reason why Erica looks like that is because like Bern Castell gave her blue hair. I personally, I don't think that it's a. Uh, I personally, I think it's stupid that he said like all characters have black hair. I understand they probably like want some realism, but like, who cares? They already have colored hair. I, I was like <laughs> telling Kirby one time on a call that it's canon that all the Umineko characters have black hair, and he was just like, "Shut the fuck up! That's not real! That's not real! That shut the fuck up! The what? No, that's stupid! <laughs> that's stupid!" Really <laughs> true, he just refused. Go. He just refused to believe it that. It is stupid. <laughs> well, I understand he where he's coming from. Like, it's just weird to, to out of nowhere start looking at these characters all with black hair. Just because Japan likes to give their characters covered hair as... I don't know how to explain this, but it's a cultural phenomenon that I am not able to explain. Because I think it's stupid to say that it's black hair. To me, like, it ruins... It's not like it ruins my suspension of disbelief. Because, like, I like I have a suspension of disbelief, especially with anime characters, because they all have colored hair to make them stand out a little bit more so they don't have yeah. the generic hair colors mm -hmm. that all usually Japanese people would have. Yes. And so they would stand out a little bit more. Because, like, I, I can understand, like, oh, they might not be dressed the same way. It's a visual novel. I don't care whether or not what I'm seeing is what they actually are, because it's a story, first of all. I know mm -hmm. it's not real. <laughs> it's completely changing your perception of a character. Because, like, I remember me being completely defensive about the concept of Bern Castell being Ikuko's cat, simply because that would mean Bern Castell was not an actual character 
in the fucking story and I was like so defensive about that. It's just, it's something about suddenly changing your perception of a character. Oh, but I love that. That's so good though. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about like a lot of episode 8's reveals on like how the story was even like made just because like it's still fiction either way but it was just changing my perception of the story even though nothing is exactly changed yeah i i, I understand what you mean by that actually i was i was gonna bring up this game pathologic but um this is gonna be amount of spoiler to pathologic but in pathologic basically at a one point in the story you get to an ending and the game just basically is like you meet these two characters and you realize that your the whole game is like the whole game is actually just a story that's created by two children like children like playing games and you realize like everything you worked on is kind of like just basically just a children's game yeah, and then you and i then, think like, like all you're able to talk to like either them or the developers and they're just like why does yeah, it yeah, matter? So, so, yeah. It's just a story. Why yeah, does it like, matter? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. The basically in the end, then you meet like the second ending you get after that one is like you meet the developers and developers are like, why are you mad that it was all a story? You know you're playing a video game, right? Like this you is mad, all just mad, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like some people, because I understand like people get mad about that kind of stuff. But what I do, because like, this is something I can't. When I went into about when I was halfway through Moon Echo, like, I, I knew, like, there was so many different layers to the story. Like, there was, like, what Rock and Jima, there was the Meadow World, and there was, like, the other world above Meadow World that isn't, not specifically the Meadow World, uh, the the game Beatrice, of Battler okay. and mm-hmm. Bieto. Mm-hmm. Their game, and, like, the area above where Burn and Angie are, are doing their own thing. I have other... a diagram about this, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 cause, yeah, I saw that, but, like, it had no change into what I thought. And, like, mm. when that thing was revealed in Episode 8, I was like, yeah, this basically just adds another layer that, like, yeah, sure, I don't like these reveals, but, like, they're fine, because I can just be yeah. like, yeah, who cares? Oh, I love, I love the, 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 all of these layers now, but when they were revealed, that's when I was, like, rather salty. I was like, man, fuck this. Yeah, I was still, I think that's the reason probably why I immediately went from Umineko to immediately with Higurashi, because I was like, these reveals are, like, very I, not great to me. Like it was a really sad thing, and it was like I yeah, just didn't it's like sad, that. Exactly. And it was yeah. like I just want to move on to something else. I think that's that's really funny, Horsecan, that you mentioned that because I think I was really I think like upset is like a good word to say it, but like you know how like Higurashi has a good ending, basically. Mm-hmm, like, it's just like mm-hmm. a good like a happy ending. Yes. But like I thought. Like, Umineko was, like, really mean. But that's why I actually love EPA after, like, I think I, like, really was hurt by EPA back in, like, 2011 when I first read it. But, like, in 2015, when I reread all of Answer Arc, like, I really actually like EPA. It's, like, you realize, like, it ma- like it means something. The whole, there is a point to, like, all of this. Like, why, like, they re- like, they basically recontextualize the whole story. EPA, like, truly like rips everything open for you like it just like shows you the truth and basically tells you like oh like maybe the meta world it doesn't exist like beatrice that's what i mean by like beatrice and battler's relationship in real life which is yasu and battler's relationship and the fantastical marriage that they have and the happiness they like the the good banter they have and like the whole dynamic and chemistry those are all not real and that's super mean for like for like 
for you yeah. to like read that much for them to like tell you. Now looking back on it, I think that fits within the theme yes. of Umineko. Of like that whole golden truth thing. Of yeah, like exactly. you believe whatever you want to believe. I mean, it's not as simple as that. And that's and I think that fits really well because if I want to believe that the magical thing was a real life real thing that happened, I can believe that. Even though, like, yeah, there's this evident truth that disproves that. I don't care. No, 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 no. Hard scam. No, 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 no. That's, that's wrong. The message of Umineko is that I believe whatever the fuck I want, even though there's evidence that contradicts it. The message of Umineko is if you cannot attain more information about this specific subject that is hurting you, then it, it, is, it is better to just make up your own truth to cover the blank spaces than to forever be hurt about the com- incomplete information you have about yeah, it. Yeah, no, the, the, I think it's funny to say we believe whatever you want. I think th- this is my thought. I think for me, Umineko's theme is about moving the fuck on. <laughs> like that's the whole point. It's like try to remember good parts about your li- like good parts about the path and try to forgive. As in, like instead of imagining like your family is like hate each other and like and like always despise each other and your brothers and like your brothers for- gone forever, like. Try to imagine your brother being, like, happily passed on, find a witch girlfriend, and is, like, living a happy life, and then move on with your life, and, like, not try to, like, spend, like, I guess, like, 12 years of your life, like, obsessing over it. I, I think it's, like, what I got from Mumi It's almost and, like, like there's more than one theme in this story. Wow, magical! It's crazy! <laughs> I know. Not- <laughs> yeah, imagine if you could resolve an entire uh, game or story's theme into one into one idea or one word like persona does oh society we live in a society or uh, mgs2 being like okay so the theme is meme <laughs> the theme is meme, <laughs> is meme. <laughs> okay may, may i drop a bomb on this conversation okay what's your this bomb episode? on your conversation i have 11 percent battery on my phone one percent or 11 11 11 percent could you go charge your phone can't you plug it in? No, because I'm standing on the hallway waiting for my package package to possibly arrive. Do you not have Do you not have like a uh, like an outlet near you? I have, but if I if, for it to be charging, I cannot be on the place I am now. Do you not wait? Do you have you have your laptop nearby? Yes, I am. Then I will be back in two minutes. Because you can just plug your charger into your laptop. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do we talk about? What he's gone. Uh, I don't know. Should we talk about the MILF? The MILF? Yeah, all of the MILFs in Umineko. Oh, yeah, let's just... Yeah, let's talk about the hottest MILF. I think hottest MILF goes to, uh... Ooh, it's a, it's a really hard... Actually, it's a really hard decision. <laughs> hottest MILF. I can't actually... I was like, oh, I was gonna jokingly say Natsuki, but actually, I like Natsuki as a character. Yeah, no, no, no. He's a really great character. I, I was gonna I don't say... Think she's like, hot. I was gonna say this thing, which is that, like, there's actually a lot of people on Tumblr who ships Natsuki and Eva. Like, that's a real ship, and it exists. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that, like, um a lot, and I was like... It makes sense, but like I don't like that because I, I don't remember them talking to each other that much. No, they talk to each other all the time. <laughs> As in, like they do because a lot of times I remember the question arcs. They're either one of them is just dead. Horse game. You truly do not remember the question arcs. It, all they're talking is Eva screaming at Natsuki how she's a like she should shut up like and like yeah, find yeah. father and like. That she's worthless and she should like she's just a glorified handmaid and then like Nazi's like like Nazi's like you can't say that about my husband and like I also have a one wing eagle on my heart and then 
like Eva's like, I don't see your fucking one wing ego. Like, shut the fuck up. Go go sit in the corner, Nazi. That's basically all their interactions. That's probably why I don't remember. They all blur together because they're basically just the same. <laughs> they're all like, it's very mean. Like, it's it's fairly just like that's like a lot of screaming. I guess it's and like a lot of like Nazi getting really exasperated and like Eva pointing a fan at her basically. Wait, wait. We can't agree that the most yeah. the most pure relationship in all of Umaneko is Hideyoshi and Eva, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hideyoshi, good man. What? Mm, what? True. Like just he, yes. I don't know. I find Hideyoshi like sometimes just sad, <laughs> especially that scene in EP three was like, oh no. Wait, as in like he like runs into his wife murdering everybody, and then his wife was like, oh well, I guess I time to kill you now too. Yeah. I found that really sad. I was like, oh, like, probably, <laughs> she probably did not want to kill him. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, the good thing is, is that that scene that doesn't exist. That's just Eva Culprit theory. So. Was that actually what happened in the solution is that she did intentionally kill him? Because I thought that the, one of the solu- solution presented was that it was accidental somehow. I think it's accident. Uh, like, I think at least the manga I did think that. most of the murders are accident, except for the ones in... Except for the ones in the mansion, because I know Rosa and Maria's were an accident. I didn't think they were. Well, Maria wasn't, but Rosa was. Nah, do you think Rosa was? Ava just killed Maria because uh, she couldn't have any witnesses and Maria would definitely... Uh, Maria's death was an accident from a Simpsons reference. I didn't think it was an accident. I think they got into an argument and then Ava just impaled Rosa on the fence and then... Had to kill yeah, I think yeah. That's I. My personal theory about what that scene is is basically they argue, they lash out. Rosa fucking slipped and got impaled by a fence, and then <laughs> like you watch Disenchantment, you watch the, the show Disenchantment. Like in the first episode, like a character just accidentally gets impaled. <laughs> I think by just lowering their head onto a sword. <laughs> <laughs> like that's exactly what happened with Rosa. Rosa just kind of went, like slowly got impaled by a fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like I also have watched um, another, and I have seen classic scenes of the girl getting impaled <laughs> the, by the an umbrella. umbrella. Yes, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the umbrella scene. Probably the best death in another. I think when I went into Mineko, my favorite character design was Rosa because I like. Like, I, I like Mizu, Mizuhashirana. Is that what her name is? Uh, the voice actor. Koi Mizu? Uh, the, the voice actor for Rosa. So, like, her character was, like, my favorite when I first went in. Just, like, a good character design. Yeah, I liked her as well. I, she is actually probably one of the best. Like, she's actually one of really good... In the fighting game, she has a really good character design. Because, like, she looks the most unique out of everyone. It's the only, like, human fighter that fights with a gun. <laughs> Everyone else fights with their fists or magical weapons. Yeah, I mean, like, if we're gonna talk about Golden Fantasia, which we one day should make an episode about, we could talk about what everybody's fighting style is. My favorite is actually Shannon for some reason. Oh, yeah, Shannon, uh, she's the shield one, right? She has shield. shield. She, like, all her naturals, like, or not her naturals, like, her non-magical things are, like, she turns around and throws, like, a cart, like, like, turns a cart at you, like, the, those tea cart, like, if her, her down B, basically, or, like, 
Uh, I don't know fighting game terms. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Fi- I don't know the fighting terms. game terms, but like <laughs> her down moves are like hers, like like sitting down and like flipping a um a blanket or like it's like a lot of funny like moves or like she like mm. uses her hand with like a, a fly swap and like swap you. <laughs> Maybe we should really do an episode on Golden Fantasy. Golden Fantasy is like, really good. I-, I am pirated it because I thought uh, we could probably just like uh do some fake fake land thing. For net play, and then I see. We could. And then could I see that there is no option for LAN, and the only way to do multiplayer is through the Steam servers. Which what the fuck? No, no, no. Uh, really? No, the original, the pirate version has LAN. I, I. The reason I know that is because I actually have quote on Fantasia. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier, like in another episode, but I had I pirated Golden Fantasia back in 2015 in Chinese. And then I actually try to do LAN party because you just basically, you have to write a code in, basically, I think, is how you get, like, internet people to work with you. But, like, it's just really shitty and it drops all the time. So I think, like, when 2017 came around, Golden Fantasia actually came out on Steam. I was super excited and I immediately bought it thinking that it was going to be better. (laughs) Um, It's not, but I also don't have a PS4 controller right now, so I can't really play it on my computer. Because playing fighting games on your keyboard is, like, the saddest thing possible. Well, yeah, I would never use a keyboard for fighting games. Because one thing, I, if I ever play fighting games, seriously, I would want, a, like, an arcade stick. If I ever get one. But they're a little expensive. Arcade sticks. Fancy. Anyway, is there any more thoughts on Valentine's Eve uh, content did we, that we have? Did we decide on who's who's the best mom and Uma and Echo from a MILF perspective? I do not uh, want to get into that. Well, Rosa's the only single one, so, uh, Rosa... <laughs> Well, <laughs> like you, those, like ever, like Ava and Natsuhi are like in dedicated relationships. I mean, okay, like everyone is up for grabs in this, in this, co- in this hypothetical. I can't believe we didn't even mention Kirie this whole time we were sitting here. It really shows. Because oh, like- I was thinking about Kirie, but the thing is, I, like, I don't know how to take the validity of seven of episode seven's tea party about it. Kyrie's character. Like, if it was not episode 7, I think Kyrie would win because, like, holy shit, she's a fucking great person. Yeah. I, I'm i not sure if Kyrie... I, I think the validity of 7... We One day we can make an episode about this, but EP7, Tea Party, Kyrie, I think it's half, tr- half truth, half fa- false. Like, half lies, so. Hmm. Yeah. I think events all happened, but, like, what how they presented it is kind of different, is how I imagine it to be. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, there is one pairing that we have not mentioned. Uh, it's a crime not to mention that pairing. Lump then Bern. Come on, guys. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's child porn though. So you're canceled. Leave. Hmm? I mean, they're no. witches. <laughs> like hundred <laughs> years old. Fucking Yancy. They're like thousands of okay. years old. F- f- calm down. I did not bring this up because I want to see witches with child bodies making out. I mentioned this because, like, their dynamic is really cool. They, like, both hate and love each other. That's cool. And they're, like, very grotesque to each other in, like, a loving manner. Yeah, they're in an abusive relationship. It's so cute. <laughs> it makes sense in the world of witches, Jan Sid. It's like a meme at this point as not getting yeah. this uh, event special episodes until, like, way too late. For it to be called an event special. It would be kind of funny if we release this a month later. Yeah. Yeah. Release this on, let's release this on uh, March 14th. Let's do it on White Day. Oh, that what, would be perfect. Day? That's actually really perfect. So now we can talk about... 
we can white day we can talk about white valentines like as in um death so you read the white valentines for Umineko i knew for... what i knew what white day was before this. No, no 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 i'm asking you how did you like it like the manga version ah I, I didn't read it, I just looked at the panels since I had already read it on the visual novel form. And yeah, the panels were cute. I mean, we have three new emotes on our server just from me reading that manga. It's so, so cute. I love that one. Tsubasa, is that one? Tsubasa? Tsubasa only has like three good chapters and that's one of them. Okay, I like, for a sec mm. I didn't know what March 14th was, so I just searched that up. And I just see first result, March 14th, Wikipedia. Second result for Wikipedia, Steak and Blowjob Day. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that's just... The the United States was angry that Japan got two Valentine's Days, so they were just like, Alright, we're gonna have our own male Valentine's called Steak and Blowjob Day. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The heads need to, like, tone it down, man. This is why heterosexuals don't have rights. Yeah, the heads aren't okay. (laughs) I like the, I like reading the introductory article of for Snake and Blowjob Day. It's a satirical, satirical holiday created in the United States as a male response to Valentine's Day and celebrated a month later on March 14th. Reportedly supposed to cook a fillet steak and perform fellatio on a man in response to cards chocolate given by men on Valentine's Day. What oh, the fuck? that's actually pretty. That's actually pretty clever. Like the fellatio and then the fillet steak. Like it kind of rhymes or like. At least it has a theme, I guess. It has been suggested mm. that Steak and Blowjob Day is a backlash <laughs> against the feminist movement. Oh my god! <laughs> Everything the is holiday a is, cri- is criticized, <laughs> criticized as sexist and uh, patriarchal, though it's positively received by some, but uses a fa- platform to raise for breast cancer research. Really? What? Okay. This is very weird. Alright, we need to title this episode Steak and Blowjob Day. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the name of it. So, like, yeah, since we're doing a white day, we want to talk about uh, the DILFs. We want to talk about DILFs? Oh, okay. hot Hida. You want to talk about hot Hideyoshi and Rudolph and Hot Hideyoshi and Rudolph? Uh, dudes in this. Young Genji, very and good. Genji. But he's also. Th- that man's really gay. Is so. there any manga images for <laughs> Young Nanjo? Yes. Oh, Young Nanjo? I don't think so, no. Gap. Well, uh, well, no. Nanjo, like, yeah, Nanjo. We, that doesn't have dialogue, dialogue in the past. No. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> he only attained speech in 1986. So who's like the hottest dude in Umineko? Butler, because Butler is great as a person, and I. <laughs> George. And I I I honestly really love fucking love Butler. Like, yeah, I love Butler too. I am not attracted to dudes, but I would I would I would date Butler honestly. <laughs> I, 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 okay, uh, that's something I can't really get behind. <laughs> Horse Cam is like, that is too much information. I just give him a bro job, no homo. It's like, I, like, I would date him, but like, hey, but like, if I had like a night, a spend a night with him, probably I would take him up on that. <laughs> so, the, in, in the scenario of like, marry, kill, marry, fuck, like, I guess Battler <clears throat> ends up in the fuck category. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. Marry? I would marry Butler, uh, kill, I would kill Kinzo because fuck that man, and I, I guess I wouldn't have sexual intercourse with anyone. Ex- no, I would, <laughs> I would, with Rudolph's voice, only his voice. Okay, how about this? How about this? Fuck, marry, kill, you have Battler, Beatrice, and, 
What's a third? What's a good third one? I mean, you can't. Is Erica eighteen or Erica sixteen? Erica's eighteen. Okay. Yeah, let's do. No, I don't want to do Erica because obviously everyone's gonna say kill Erica. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, no, I'll shut up. No, I'll do Erica. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm curious to what I'd you marry say. Erica. Fuck y'all. Yeah, dude, I'd marry Erica as well. Like fucking fuck fuck be like I like Beatrice. I like, but like I like the other two options. Like I rather do. But like I'm sorry, Beatrice. I'm gonna have to kill you. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, she gives off. She her whole tagline is that she's called an intellectual rapist. <laughs> yeah, like she's not like, like yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, she walks her, into the room and says, "I'm an intellectual rapist." Yeah, and, like, like yeah, everybody like, in the room will go, "Oh like, okay, no!" Like he, she literally walks around with tape. If she's not into bondage, like what else would she be into? Like, there's literally like an image of like. Her in, like, tape bondage. Like, in, like, an official art book. Also, yeah, episode exactly. six, she was literally graduating from intellectual rape to rape. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, like, Erica and Delanor is a pretty good pair. Just This is just me yeah. throwing that out there. Erica is probably somewhat gay. Somewhat gay. She's, like, she's gay curious so far. Yeah. Erica gives me the very strong vibes of like I'm a crazy type A person and I want to control everything about other people in my life. But like, if the other person is into that, like I think like Erica would have been very happy with the other person. I feel like Erica wants to be on the same like page with the other person constantly. That's that's my personal thought. Yeah. So where what in your scenario of like marry fucking kill? Who were you? Like, what was your choices? So as much as I love Bator, I would have to kill him simply because I couldn't bring myself to kill Beato. What? That's stupid. No. <laughs> if, if I am to answer this honestly, then of course I would kill Erika because I, I love Bator and Beato too much. Well, of course I would fucking kill Erika. It's like, just for the, for the pod, I'll say that I'll fuck Erika simply because she's, I, I don't know, she's just my thing, I guess. Okay, I didn't really understand the, under, understand the spe- the options I had, because then I'd also marry Beatrice, and I'd, I'd kill Erica just because I think she'd enjoy that. Yeah, maybe. She she might be into it. Plus, like, wouldn't it be fun to, like, get, either get married with either Balor and Beatrice and be like, hello, this is my, like, this is my husband, Balor, or this is my wife, Beatrice, and this is her, this is my uh, husband's wife. I, I'd feel so powerful if I was, <laughs> if I was able to fuck Balor with with um, Beatrice as my wife, and just talk about my wife, Beatrice. Yeah, I'm watching this on my couch with my, with my wife's boyfriend. <laughs> and just like, he's just in the, in the fucking chains. <laughs> he's like, there's no Ottoman, like, uh, Valor is the Ottoman. That is the end of episode two. Like, if you haven't, like, you've... That's what you should call the, the the last part of episode two when you get to that. Uh, yeah. Battler is the Ottoman. I mean, I think we're either going to go for Battler is the Ottoman or Welcome to My Sex Dungeon. <laughs> I, like- <laughs> I have a very I have a very important question to ask. Um, does does Erica have breasts? Because look at this image, and now I, I look at know. this image. Yeah. That... The saddest thing about, like, with the hentai thing, I, I think there's more Maria hentai than fucking Erica hentai. Really? That's which is fucking disgusting. <laughs> that's really fucked up. I don't even know that. I <laughs> think, like, that's that's fucked up, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, just saying, for everybody who's listening to the podcast, pedophilia is bad. 
fucking yes. fuck yeah, out of don't, here. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't yes. do that. Yeah, don't. If you're a pedophile, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. Don't listen to this podcast. Also, if you like, also if you're like, <laughs> oh, you, you guys are map phobes. Okay, map phobes. Map phobes. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> But, like, I'm just saying, like, I remember this guy in my high school who, like, who was talking to me about anime, and then one day I told him, I was like, you know, I don't really understand why people like lolly characters. Like, that's so creepy. And then, then did he you suddenly... go defense squad? <laughs> okay, so, like, Wait, he what? suddenly, like, grabbed my hand and was like, do you have any problems with people liking lolly characters? And I was like, what? I was like, uh, and I was like, uh. okay, like. Oh no! Yes, like, and then he was like, and then like, he was like, "Do you have any problem with it?" And I was like, uh, "Please just let go of my hand." I was like, "I guess." And then like, he let go of me a hand and was like, "Oh, thank God! I thought we can't be friends with you anymore." And I was like, "What? Like, what was that about? Are you trying to proclaim to me that you're into lolly characters? Like, what is this?" And then, <laughs> okay, <I> let's <laughs> let's bet. Let's take a bet. How many subscribers do you think we're gonna lose after posting this episode? I don't think that. I don't think that. We only have like 125 people. And like, if you have ever listened to me on any book club episode, I basically is just like, fuck Nazis. I don't know. I guess is, is fuck yeah. Nazis a very, very controversial yeah, We have Saime always calling out pedophiles in every episode. Yeah. Like, okay, I will say, I'm fine with people liking lolly characters. I don't see the appeal myself, but like, the lolly hentai and the stuff like that is questionable. It's very questionable. I have the the niche opinion of uh, lolly porn is not pedophilia, but it's still bad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. I think like there is a fine line. Uh, there's a line between like liking anime characters that are young looking and actually like thinking real like real children like as in like real meat children are like fuckable like i think there is a difference between that like i feel like there are a lot of weird people on the internet that would vehemently say that like i only find anime lollies cute like i don't find real children cute and i'm like sure that's good like i guess you are a events advanced pedophile that you're not a pedophile <laughs> you just like you're cryptophile <laughs> I don't know. I guess there is a difference, but I still don't want to see that pop up on my timeline. Oh, yeah, no. D d yeah. Okay, so, uh, what were we on? I guess. Uh, Yancid asking <laughs> how many subscribers we would lose. I guess my, my answer to that is I don't think our Higurashi on we fanbase is that big. <laughs> yeah. You don't think so? Okay. I mean, do you think, okay, question, Dust, do you think we have more Higurashi fans that are in our uh, podcast listeners no. or more Umineko fans? Umineko, Umineko and Umineko plus Higurashi. I, I think both. our Higurashi only audience is really small. Yeah, because we do spoil the original Higurashi and Umineko. Yeah, yeah we don't have any Higurashi only episodes. I mean, except for the first for the shrine, I think. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean... I was actually talking to this with uh, Newt, another YouTuber who does like uh, Let's Plays of like Seven Expansion stuff. And I was telling him, I was like, hey, like I found out today about your Discord because I was going through people's like Let's Plays and watching like hmm. people Let's Play Umineko and commenting on it. And then how I would constantly just see the same people commenting. Like basically I could like 
there's this one commenter I will forever remember called Waka Moon, and I just see this person's comment everywhere. I literally recently just <laughs> found a new Umineko Let's Play, and I scrolled down and I saw Waka Moon's <laughs> comment. <laughs> and I was like, this is insane. But like, I think Umineko fans basically just go around YouTube and comment on different yeah. people playing Umineko. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's I've, seen, I've seen our commenters on other Umineko videos. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. Like, there's, like, ten comments, and they're all come by the same person. Like, it's great. It's pretty hilarious. It's insane. I mean, if you could find my real name, you would find my comments in Umineko comment sections all the time. It's pretty It's pretty wild. Is there anything else that people want to mention? I like how I don't, um, don't like romance in VNs, usually. When a VN's trying to push a waifu, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. But then in this one VN that isn't a dating sim, I'm just like, Fucking step on me, Beatrice. Step on me, mommy. Oh. Because <laughs> I think it works. Because I think Ryukishi knows how to uh, work in romance kind of naturally. Yeah. Like, I feel that in, like, Rose Guns days, where, like, there's a bunch of romance in there, especially more than the other, uh, the other novels he's made. And, like, I think they work really naturally, even though sometimes their execution is a bit questionable, but not mm. in a way that's awful. I do really like Balor and Beatrice's dynamic, uh, like fantasy Balor and Beatrice, like, like mm, their whole yes. thing. EP six, EP six is my favorite, like EP. So that probably says a lot about me. But I also will say I like the partnership between Will and Leon. Like, I don't, you, they don't have to be like they don't have to be romantic. But Leon is like a great character, and their relationship with like. Well, just like their whole banter, very good. Like it's just mm. really cute, and I like the in like I like the implication in the end of EP 7s manga that it basically just implies that like Leon, Will, and Claire uh, just basically live together as like roommates, and then like that's how oh. they live their life. Like that's kind of funny to me, but I just wanted Basically. to put that out there because I for I completely forgot that they are really interesting as characters and you only meet them in one EP basically. I mean, I would debate you on that. <laughs> I don't think Will is that interesting. I like his concept and his role in the story, but I, I, I never warmed up to Will, I guess. Yeah, I guess you had this conversation with me, Des, that you didn't like Will. Yeah, no, I, I had the conversation with you that I didn't like his design. I never went into not liking his character. I like Will, mostly because like his short time in the story is like very not would impactful, but it feels like it's different than what it has been before. He feels like a really different character yes, than the other that character has been introduced. I agree with because like I appreciate him more than reading Rose Gun Stays because his character plays more like a Rose Gun Stays character than Ah, oh, that makes sense. I, I yeah. like Will, but kinda in the I like him in the same way that I like first-person shooter protagonists, and not like a visual novel character, because <laughs> like he's just, yeah, because he's a shown, because he's basically a shonen character in the in this. He's just this, this ba vocal. badass detective man with the sword. He's he's so cool. That's yeah. very true. He 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 reads like an OC that got inserted in, which is exactly yeah, what yeah, happened yeah. to him. Definitely with that single red hair strand. Definitely an OC. <laughs> Like, when I first saw his sprite without knowing anything about episode 7, I was like, Oh, that's Battler's dad, because they have red <laughs> hair. It was like... Why would he be Battler's dad? Battler already has a dad. <laughs> when I saw it, like, it was revealed, like, holy shit. Because I finished episode 4 when I first saw it, when I was looking at, looking at stuff on the subreddit, and I just saw, like, 
not subreddit. It was on the pictures of the Steam page. Mm. It was like it showed like because the image is like of Leon and uh, and Will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually works. hate that. I hate how Steam pages uh, like reveals characters that you're gonna meet later on. That's. Stupid. I was gonna say I'm say I'm before episode seven. I like kept seeing Will without any context for him. So when I was um in episode six with the parts of Battler trapped in the purgatory room because he weren't he wasn't voiced. I just thought I was playing as that guy. And I also just assumed his name would have been Yasu. Yasu. <laughs> yeah, I just built this like incomplete information character. Yeah, because like you you knew the culprit's name without any context of who that person was. Okay, like one of the very first things that I ever heard about Umaneko was one of the very first visual novels to ever exist is Portopia Serial Murder Case. And it's this extremely infamous meme in Japan of Yasu is the culprit. The way the game is told is that, like, you're a silent protagonist, but your assistant basically does everything with you, and his name is Yasu. And then it's revealed that he was the killer. But apparently it's told in this really clunkily way where it's like, I am the killer for, like, basically your protagonist character, so... And, and I just knew that that was referenced as a plot point in Umaneko. Yeah, I knew that as well. Oh. Without ever fucking seeing any character named Yasu. That's incredible. I accidentally... I accidentally read, like, the first line of the... Because on the old mobile version of the wiki, it literally had every page together instead of having them separated. So I accidentally read the spoiler section for EP1. I was like, oh no. Because oh. it literally starts, the culprit is Yasuda. <laughs> 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 it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what? That's so funny. I hate that. I think like... I think I have never met somebody, or actually, I don't know if I have met anybody who truly didn't get any spoilers without getting into Umineko. Like, I got spoiled that Yasu was the murder, like, was the culprit. Because this was back in 2011, and I was reading the wiki page for Umineko. I think this is even before I read the VN. So, like, I watched the anime first, and then I was like, hey, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Could I go read, the like, the wiki to find out what it is? And then I think I just mm. read something, like, they were like, oh... And Yasu is a culprit. And and also, Yasu is Shannon. And I was like, what? Hey, I did not read that. And then I had to go read the VN just to figure out what the, the fuck that meant. Well, I I read that like the, that they were disguised as Shannon. I thought, like, oh, they were pretending to be Shannon. Instead of being like, uh, oh, they were, that's, she is just Shannon. Ah. Uh. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I am... When I was still on episode 5 of Umineko, and I was recording the second Furude Shrine episode, like, just before the episode started, I was just in a call with Des and Sayome, and we were talking about, like, theories for Higurashi, and then Sayome just says, well, for, for Umineko, I, I realized that Shannon was the culprit, but... There's some other things I didn't get. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And then I just started laughing really hard at the fact that Sayome just spoiled yeah. me on the fucking culprit yeah. of Umineko. And then right afterwards, Epods joined the call, <laughs> barely missing the spoiler. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
I think that's a good ending. I think yeah. this is a good ending. Valentine's is completed. We are Valentined. Valentine's Day. Yay. That's not going to be on Valentine's Day because oh. this is going to be a pain in the ass to edit. Oh, definitely. But don't we have like v- presents or? Oh right. Yes. Things. That's what your what your kindergarten teacher way of giving the class an important <laughs> message about message. how we should care and love, love each, other. each other. If I said I hate everybody in this podcast, would you hate me? Uh, yes. Um, anyway. uh, okay, then I hate all of you. Like all of you are terrible people. Oh, thank <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's a uh, here's my Valentine's for everyone. If beauty could kill, we'd be having oh fucking shit. Wow, these are. Yes, uh, did you pick? The, did you pick Danganronpa to just to terrorize me? I like how you purposely did- picked yes. the fucking. <laughs> you picked two sprites in the game, and the, the, the one that you used for Danganronpa one is not even a sprite. No. Uh, oh, I, is, I is, she the, is she the is. bad trans representation? Yeah, the one that immediately once it's revealed that they're a dude, everyone immediately switches pronouns. Oh, garbage! Fucking hate that. Or, well, like not even when it's revealed their true gender, it's only like. They have a penis. They are a man. Uh, what are they doing in the girls' bathroom? I think the case is fine. I think the case is actually really nicely thought out, but, like, it is a terrible, like, retrospectively, it is, like, a terrible trans reputation. I mean, most, I think, I think Des, um, I told Des this many times, but we, we are doing a, we are doing a trans representation podcast. Like, we're going to do an episode, episode of that yeah. because all of them are bad. Like, Steinsgate is also bad. Okay, I like how... Two of the best trans representations in any piece of fiction I've seen are from Japanese visual novels, except both of them are massive spoilers. <laughs> anyway, are we done with this episode? Should we just call it a day? Well, Des hasn't given us his, our, his Valentine's. Well, thank you for forgetting, Mushroom. I want to, now I don't want to give anyone anything. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Des! we love you. Anything. You're a great I'm podcast so sorry, leader. Des. And you're holding us up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, 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 I'll leave mushrooms for West because, honestly, that's the only one I'm proud of. What? That's so mean. You should so have been sorry, better things fine. for other people then. I'm sorry, horse game in the end seat, but like yours, uh, aren't as good. It's fine. I didn't like you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which horse game has declared? Okay. So this is this is the end seats from. From, like, the theory he shared on the Iceberg episode about how Angie became a pirate on the trick ending. I love it. That's why you're a pirate now. (laughs) That's why you're a pirate. I love it. Thank you. Oh, no. Okay. The hair, like, looks like Gop's outfit, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I did see Angie. I was like, I just see, like, a bunch of things. I was like, oh, my God, is that Gop? (laughs) Well, anyway, horse games. Yours comes from uh, the endless torture you put me through because of because of this Kikonya character. Fuck yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> he looks like he has chin pubes. This is Jayden, so good. Jaden's shirt says, "My number one, f- my number one fan. Trust me, bro." Yes, dude. <laughs> Fuck yes! <laughs> Me and Jaden are fucking buds. <laughs> Wait, is this guy basically like, uh, like the uh, Komadai, uh, like, 
of Sakura. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. Jess compares him to the George of Sakura. Yes, he's the George of Sakura. And I don't think that. <laughs> Fucking Jaden is the best character. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> Well, I, anyway. like how, I like how Sayome just says based. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking based. Mushroom, this is yours. I'm sorry it is not a meme, but an actual artwork. What? That's way. That's actually good. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really good. Oh, that's very nice of you. I tried to make those extra arms made of the wool you have on your sprite. Yeah. Just wool. so you could hold more things. More arms. Wool. It's very good. You should post this on uh, Twitter so that I could retweet it and give you engagement. I'll do that yes. after the episode then. Thank you, Mushroom. So, no feet fetish for Mush then? <laughs> I, I, th I thought th that fit with the art style, just having this point. I mean, it kind of looks like a scissor, and I think that's what I was thinking of. Like, like the person looks like a scissor. Okay, yes, it is now a scissor. That was totally intentional. Uh, a scissor turned human. <laughs> Full is that is that supposed to be is that supposed to be a jab on that I'm a lesbian? Just kidding. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not, but it can be if you want to, I guess. No, back off. Do you understand what you have on your right hand? Because I think that can be confused for the razor. Oh, is it? Is it? Does it? It's the sound bites. It's sound bites. Oh, it's audacity. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking audacity. <laughs> I like I like how like the uh, taxi. I like how I went to listen to the uh, listen to the log episode. The only comment I wanted to write was snip snip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is yeah. very funny. Anyway, uh, should okay. we end the episode now? Yes. Uh, happy Valentine's, people. We'll see you on White Valentine's, I guess. Or, or Happy White Day, depends on when this comes out. Whatever day this comes out, six years from now, eight years from now, whatever this is, because we are currently recording this on. I'm going to date this recording. Is it February 12th? Yes. 2021? <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I like the fact that you feel the need to say the year. Yeah, you know, just, um, just, just, just to make sure we didn't accidentally like release it next year, Valentine's, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we could, like, yeah, because we still have, like, two episodes that were never released that we could release at any time. Exactly. If ever wants to. Would we even fucking keep the podcast on that long? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, that that just all depends. I guess it just really s it makes if we have that much content to do. Yeah, we could just make it a visual novel podcast at that point. <laughs> yeah, we could. Y yeah, I feel like we could do... Fire like, Emblem podcast. I, I, I do hope that for the podcast we can just kind of go, like, that's it. We've exhausted when they cry content. We will never exhaust when they cry content. We finished. And then they would make a Umineko anime. <laughs> and then maybe we yeah. could start again. I don't think we'll ever run out of when they cry topics. If this ever ends, it's not going to be because we have exhausted Umineko. Uh, no, it's going to be end on us showing up on a private island in a very big mansion. And that's how <laughs> we're going to end this episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Follow us on Twitter and follow... <laughs>